must be a better way to describe things, to arrange words in a new way, to use words to take you to a place beyond words. There must be. Hey guys. It's Forrest Harris, Real Church Matters, where we talk Real Church Matters because Real Church Matters, housekeeping, uh, yeah, realchurchmatters.com is, a, is the place to go for the podcast. You can share it with as many people as you would love to. Um, I recommend that you continue to do so. I appreciate that you do so. And uh, yeah, usually I do this live. I mean, well, not live, but I do the intro with um, whoever I'm talking to, but had a conversation with my nephew it was great uh i wanted to jump right into it since uh since we were having such a great conversation and i'm splitting into two parts because i feel like we talk about so much stuff that i want it to be digestible so this one is called hide and seek and uh this is part one enjoy Episode 174, Real Church Matters. But we talk Real Church Matters because... Real Church Matters. Real Church Matters. And um, here with... Earl Spicer. Here with Earl Spicer. Junior. Junior, yeah. And I guess you need to put Junior. Yeah, I'm going to do um, that. Thanks for coming on with me. Talking oh. with me. No problem. I got you. I got you. You do? Let's see if you got me. <laughs> So I wanted to ask you a question, jump right into it. Uh, you're a Christian, right? Yes, sir. All right. So why did you become a Christian? Well, honestly, you feel like it was your choice. Uh, uh, to be honest, at first, no. When I was in middle school and elementary school, like I, I, I actually, I think when I first couple churches I went to. Like, I was going to one church. I think our church would be considered, what, like, non-denomination? Who? Our life-changing faith. Uh. Yeah. So, well, yeah, but I, at first I was kind of going to, like, a Catholic church when I was really younger. Mm-hmm. And this was, like, a long, long time ago. But, and then, like, you know, I started going to uh, life-changing faith and all that. So, I think at first it wasn't really like I was... Um, wanted to be a christian right but like i knew about god so when did you do you think that you got to the point where you wanted to be one well like last year (laughs) (laughs) honestly like last year that's cool so just focusing on that word want what do you want because you said you wanted to be a christian i guess what i'm asking is why why yeah because i realized like even though I haven't been through a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. like a lot of stuff that like people say, if you don't follow a certain path of God, like people, I guess a lot of times I hear people that in like leadership positions, they'll try to put fear into you and be like, if you don't follow this specific path, you're going to, what's going to happen to you? Just bad things. In no, general. no, I mean, like they, they'll, they'll be like, I mean, you're going to have, nah, I mean, It'll be like this, like, you're going to struggle, you're going to go through this, this and that. But I think more so the, that, that. Do you believe that? Yes. But I, I mean, at the same time, <laughs> you said, I, I don't, I don't think it's like, that should be the approach. 
I, I, I feel you on that. But I don't. Do, do you believe that though? Do you believe that if I don't give my life to Christ, we'll talk about what that means. Right. Um, if I don't give my life to Christ, I'm going to struggle. Yeah, I do. I, so, I, I do. Adversely. I don't think, I think the struggle I thought about was different than the struggle that people were trying to. Uh, okay, well, there's me. that. There's that thing. But when you think about like, okay, I'm, I'm going to give my life to Christ. Adversely, one would think that that means that I'm not going to struggle. Right. But that's not true. It's not true either. <laughs> either way. So right. if I'm going to struggle, whether I'm in Christ or out of Christ, what's the difference? One's for a purpose and the other one is uh, almost uh, useless uh, works. And I, I've taught that before and that sounds good that actually sounds good <laughs> but I think, like I you mean, can do a podcast on that like, that's cool like high fives but that almost denotes that it's the same struggle yeah you're just saying like this you're saying whether you are in Christ or out of Christ right. you're going to feel pain but this pain is for a greater gain than that pain yeah but it's the same pain that's not true that's not true. It's not true. Uh, so the struggles are different. I think that's what I was going to say. I think because uh, as um, I've been reading in Proverbs, I, like there's certain uh, things David was telling Solomon. Mm -hmm. And it was like there's certain pitfalls that you may stumble, but the ones that usually get people, you'll be able to kind of counter around them because you'll have the wisdom and understanding to be able to progress forward and not right. struggle with those same struggles that other people right so what's the struggles that we avoid I know I'm putting a lot to ask you this but uh, I feel like you should know it <laughs> or, or at least be interested in that reality what are the struggles that I circumvent by walking circumspectly and a lot of times when people say circumspectly it's a church term, but it's not. It's biblical. He's saying circumspectly, meaning if I walk carefully, I will avoid certain struggles. The struggles that I will not avoid are the struggles that we're going to talk about as well. But what struggles do I avoid by working, walking carefully? Hmm. I'll give you a hint. You know, when we look at, uh, at uh, Cain and Abel or Adam and Eve. Yeah. We are looking at them struggle in something they did not have to struggle in. And jealousy. Uh, jealousy, envy, strife, desire. Yeah. These are things that we can circumvent. We can move around them. We can control. We can control them. We can master them. So when he, God is talking to Cain, he says, sin is crouching at, at your, your door. Corner. He yeah. says this. He also remarks about his countenance. He says that he doesn't look happy he doesn't yeah. look content there's something about his face that's off he says sin is crouching at your door he said you can overcome this that's a struggle is that a struggle that god gave him no it's a struggle that is innately in him yeah. because of his what humanity yeah, his nature his yeah. nature so the struggle of nature i can get around yeah our natural <laughs> our natural desires wants and uh 
I can navigate those pleasures. Yeah. And the reason why I have to say that we we have to live with them. We don't remove them mm-hmm. because people lied to me. Yeah, <laughs> I think uh, I think that was the biggest thing. Like even when I got saved yeah. when I was younger, I was like. All right, so now everything's gonna be good. Yeah. But I woke up the next morning. I'm like, why do I still? <laughs> like, I felt the same way. Like, and I you feel felt exactly the same, the same way. way. Exactly. But it's the the understanding that you have to go through the process. Like, it's a process. And it's a uh, different struggle. Yeah. So the struggle that I now have. Yeah. Is the struggle to overcome instead of the struggle to succumb. Right, 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 right. <laughs> you know what yeah. like, like <laughs> to fall prey to. Yeah. Right. So the person who understands that they are alcoholic deals with a different struggle. Every day they fight that addiction. That urge. Yeah. That urge. Ad- adversely to that, before they used to fight the reasoning. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. To not do it. So every time they were thinking ahead, like, yeah, I shouldn't drink. I shouldn't do this. They'd be like, Psh. they fight that. Yeah. So that's why when you look in the scriptures and Jesus says, uh, take this yoke upon you and learn of me. Yeah, because I think uh, I was, I was listening to somebody said that he was, he was one of the people on YouTube, whatever. He was talking, he's like, he's like, we're all addicted to something, but sometimes you got to change what you're addicted to. And I, I kind of looked at it like, I mean, he was like, I guess you could say a worldly person, but the uh, understanding I got from that is that like it's certain things in life that you're going to innately be uh, like susceptible to and you're going to want to continuously indulge in those certain things yes but the objective is the people that are you know actually are wiser this is where it gets tricky because what he's saying is half true yeah and half truths are dangerous (laughs) (laughs) in the sense that there's a lot of people that feel like Oh, I, I was addicted to this, so let me just get addicted to God. Yeah. But God don't hit the same vein. Right, right, right. Don't hit the same spot. It's like a single woman saying they married to Jesus. You know, Jesus <laughs> yeah. don't hit the same spots yeah. as physical engagements do, as yeah. interpersonal engagements do. He doesn't hit, he doesn't want to either. Yeah, that's not his goal. It's not his goal. It's not his bag. Right. It's not his thing. So you can't replace your addiction with God. I'm right. just addicted to Jesus right now. I get high off the Lord. No, <laughs> sir. You don't get high off the Lord. And if there is an element of religion that hits that high for you, it's nasty. Hmm. And we have to teach people that because at some point we keep looking at Jesus as an option, an alternative. But not the cho- not the not answer. The solution. <laughs> not the answer. <laughs> you, you was trying to figure out how I was gonna get to our conversation. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is this is what we're we doing. Ah, All right. Ah. So, but I got. But you know, I I can. You know how we were talking earlier, a couple minutes ago. It was like how when I was thirteen and when we first got saved, we woke up the next day. We really felt the exact same. Like I felt the exact same way. Yeah. But I knew like it was something that had changed. Like, but I didn't. I guess know how to navigate that, like yeah. how to go through those change, like go through that change. Because I still what, struggle what, with the same I, stuff. I know, but what was the change? I guess the main thing, right. that, like, to just have you sit and think and say, what was the change? Yeah. 
that somebody should ha have challenge you with that. Hopefully, people will listen to this and stop and say, "What was the change? Yeah, that I was supposed to have in my life. <laughs> what was it? Yeah, I didn't. I honestly. Do you know I, what it is now? Yeah. What was the change? My desire for the things I wanted, and uh, that's not true. Really? You don't think so? You still desire those other things? Well, okay, so. It's how I think of all the things, obedient to. I know, but I mean? think of all the things you desire. Right, I still want those things. You still want those things. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, but when I was a kid, the way I felt was, hey, I went to the altar, guys. That I can control those. So desires, remember yeah. when I used to desire all of that stuff? I don't desire it. <laughs> That's lying. Right, right. I think it's so not. So what true. was the change? That I learned that there's a way to control. I love it. You just said it. You just said. It. L learned the only thing that God introduced in our life is an awareness yeah now we can what, learn now I know the solution yeah now here's the thing I either have to take the solution or go back to what I thought was the solution right to go back to what I thought was the answer because there are times still where it feels like the answer that's why i said we have to teach better because there are people who still think that god is an alternative right do you know what i'm saying yeah it's like hey man like um why would you wear sketches it's like mm -hmm. yo i'm not going to school with sketches on i'm yeah, going to wear nikes yeah i'm not ever putting on a pair of sketches <laughs> but you'll sit and wonder like why is this company in business and why are they a multi-million dollar business yeah why because while you look at something and say i'll never wear that's that. not an option <laughs> it's not an option for me yeah. another person will look and say huh it's an option for me and the reason why might be different than your reason not to. Yeah, but the answer is you need shoes somewhere. Right. So would I love to wear Jordans? I would so love it. But they don't sell Jordans in the wide size that I need. Right. So I can never put on a pair of shorts. Can I squeeze them on? Yes. Will I need a new pair in about six months? Yes. <laughs> because I'm going to blast through those. Yeah. Because they weren't suited and they don't fit me. But I don't like that I don't have that choice. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is what we're struggling with. I'm realizing I'm talking to people who see God as a viable option, but don't see him as the only option. Mm. Yeah. So every day I pick and choose which shoe I want to wear. Yeah. Today, life is going pretty good. So I'm going to choose <laughs> the God shoe? <laughs> no, I'm going to choose the whatever I want shoe. Uh, or the God shoe. Oh, okay, okay. You know yeah, what I'm saying? It depends on the person. Bad day, good day. Right. Yeah. You see, it's raining outside. Some people going to say, I'm going to wear galoshes. I'm going to wear boots. I'm wear something I don't mind getting wet. You still see, look outside and it's raining. And you'll see somebody wearing a nice pair of tennis shoes. <laughs> you'll be like, why are you doing it? Because they made up in their mind, they was wearing those, it went with their outfit, and rain don't matter. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, you, it doesn't matter. It don't matter. I made up in my mind what I'm going to do. <laughs> and so when we look at that, we look at our relationship. That's how we should look at God. 
Oh, they should look at it. Yeah, that, that's how we should look at it. As no matter what rain, sleet, snow, shine, I'm going to rock God. Yeah. I'm not going to choose God when it's bad in my life and then put him to the side when it's good. Or I'm not going to choose God when it's good in my life and then put him to the side when it's bad. People choose. And people have different perspectives, re reasonings. Right. I used to be a person, when it got, it got bad in my life, I ran to God. But there were seasons in my life where when it got bad in my life, I felt like I, hey, God ain't helping me. If he was helping me, I wouldn't even be in this situation. So let me rock out with what I want to do. And I'd rather follow my face doing what I want to do than follow my face doing what my parents want me to do. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. This stuff is back and forth and we become double-minded men. That's why when he talks about the, the negative things about people, when Jesus talks to about the negative qualities of people, He's never talking to the Pharisees and saying, you guys are so nasty, like y'all got OnlyFans, and uh, you guys are so nasty because y'all curse, and you guys are so nasty because y'all uh, are drinking or smoking. Mm. He's always talking to them, he says, you're hypocrites. Yeah. You're double-minded. Unstable. You're unstable. Because why? Because you still think that you can cherry-pick what you want to take from me and what you want to what parts you want to chew and which ones you want to spit out yes you never give me your whole heart mind and soul which means you never accept the option you never accept this as not an option it's the only way he says it if a man come any other way he's a thief and a robber jesus said that right he said if you come in the back door you're a thief you're a robber you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like literally, we are not teaching people that this is the only way. Right. So every time me and you talk, well, one of the things that always pop up is you be like, but um, look at it this way. It's like, nah. <laughs> I'm not looking at it that way. I can't look at it that way. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The, the drug addict, the person who wants to be delivered from drugs, the only way he can be delivered from drugs is if he no longer sees it as an option no longer sees it as a way right when he sees it as the only way he's real bad but if he still sees it as a way yeah alternative yeah it's bad as well right we have to literally engage with god with he's the only way right he's the only way so it takes us back to the top stop start of our conversation is what did you what was the change I thought I just answered it. No, I answered it. No, I said I've learned to control. Yes, and then I explained to you that it's awareness. Yeah. So God came and he changed your awareness. Yeah. Changed your mind. He gave you another way to see it. Yeah, instead of seeing it the other way I was seeing it. Right, because you was born with a way to see it. Mm -hmm. It wasn't even, nobody taught you that, bro. Right. It's not bad parenting. It's not the world. It's not yeah. 50 cents. Not Nicki I think <laughs> I think we also we gotta be uh, careful like that. We I mean even I mean you could say that the world teaches the kids a lot of things, but at the same time they're gonna a lot of the time younger kids and even me growing up like it's gonna be stuff I'm exposed to so yeah. unconsciously without without me because while you know going. what the world is. Yeah, the world is Google. Right. <laughs> yeah, you just look it up. Like anything you ever. I'm. I only look up what I want to know. Yeah. And I usually want to know something that I'm interested yeah. in. Yeah. They didn't give me the interest. Right. 
they just gave me a way. Yeah. They gave me the access. They gave me access. <laughs> they gave me access. They gave me clarity. They gave me uh, devices. Yeah. They gave me ways to devise things. Yeah. You get know what I'm saying? Uh, guns is the problem, is what people say in society. Guns um. not the problem. Guns are a means to exact what? Access. Wait, Hate. wait, guns are a means to exact what? Hate. Oh, okay, that's what you're saying. I thought you were saying, like, what's the problem is the people that are allowed to get. That they're not even the yeah, problem. It's what the purpose is of it for. Their mind is the problem. Uh-huh. Do you get what I'm saying? And it's not a mental health issue in the way that people want to say. Like, crazy people shouldn't have guns, so we need to do so side How you going to determine who crazy? How you going to determine who crazy? When uh-huh. crazy is literally a person who's indulged in their desire. Yeah. We only say a person's crazy when they no longer have that little thing in their head to rationalize what we see as common sense. Yeah. So that's why even Christians are viewed as crazy. Yeah. Because we're doing things that are beyond reason. Yeah. So that's why I'm From very careful about belief saying, and faith based standpoint. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm careful about distancing myself from the crazy person. When I know that the world can see me as crazy too, because I don't match their reasoning yeah. and rationale as well. I, I definitely, and I don't even take that for granted. That like uh, people that you may that may be out here, like at people would deem crazy or not in their right mind. I'm like at any moment, you know, I could be, I could have been just like that, you know, as far as like just giving fully over and making decisions based on the same beliefs and like desires I had and you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and pleasures like I'm just I gotta fulfill this so like I'll sacrifice everything yeah. to get this done you know yes. what I mean and that was a point I felt like I was at in my past life but you know well you're still at that point yeah at any point that's what I'm yes. saying that's, that's the, and we that's have the, to, it's part of the process yeah. of changing the language it's like I am who I am yeah no but I can't even yeah. I can't front on yeah I am who I am. Bro, I am still whoever I was. Everything, every, I, I used to be like very serious about making sure people know I'm a new creature. <laughs> I'm a new person. I'm a new creature. I'm a new person. It's like, even I don't, you don't understand that scripture. He says, uh, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Yeah. Let's stop right there for a second. If any man do what? Begin. Get saved? <laughs> no. No. Do what? What did it just say? Be in. Be okay. in. To be in something is tricky. Because it's not to be a part of. It's not to be close to. <laughs> it's just to be in. Yeah. So it's a state. So I'm in the house right now. I'm in your beautiful house right now, right? Mm-hmm. At any point that I walk out the door, am I in it? No. Now, if I want to get out this house, is, are the doors going to be locked and you're going to say, no, you can't come in here or you can't leave? <laughs> are you going to say that? No. Because at that point, it's no longer about my will. I'm here against my will. Yeah. And I'm imprisoned. Once I'm imprisoned, then it's not about me no more. Yeah. So it doesn't say if any man be imprisoned in Christ, he's a <laughs> creature. It says if any man what? Be in Christ. Be in Christ. That's yeah. voluntarily. So yeah. at the minute that I decide to willingly leave out of him, am I a new creature? No. No. I am literally 
a new person because I'm in something. Yeah. The minute I step out of it, I'm no longer that person. I'm an old person yeah. again. How do they teach it? Come in, when you leave out, you're <laughs> never the same. <laughs> yeah. When you go out of these uh, four walls, you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you gotta be different. Yeah, I don't, like, I feel the same exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, this ain't no magic trick. <laughs> like, we don't get literally yeah. just get to come in and come out and say, hey, like, the, God is not a changing room. Yeah. He is the mode of transformation. And it's constant. It's a constant thing. I think, I think that's why I, when I listen to the podcast that you and Solomon, and he is honestly, he's like, I was like, I know how he felt. Like he was like, "Do you like going to church?" And he's like, "No." I'm like, "Yeah, I know. What you, I know exactly yeah. what you mean." He, but yeah. the more honest we get with that, it's yeah. able to actually be like upfront about the purpose, learning the purpose of why we do yeah. certain things, so it don't seem like we uh, just doing it just because. Or yeah. like, because I felt like I got to that point where I'm like, oh, like okay, I'm here, but yeah, I still feel the same way. But that takes us back to that that beginning part where I said. When did you want to be a Christian? Right. Basically, what I was saying is, when did you walk in the door? <laughs> and stayed in there. And decide oh, to oh, slap. Yeah. And you said, about a year ago. Yeah. So, since that year, have you walked out the door? Nah, I've been trying hard to stay in it. <laughs> You're trying hard to stay yeah. in it? Yeah. Because you know, there ain't nobody keeping you in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the, we just described, because we bring it all full circle, we just described the new struggle. Mm -hmm. The new struggle is to stay, stay in, in the house. When the old struggle was to stay out. Out. Because it's a hard club to get into. <laughs> it's, it's hard to get into when they tell you what they stand for. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? You like rocking sweatpants, you like rocking Crocs and shoes and comfortable, being comfortable. Then I tell you, come, come to this restaurant with me. And they like, hey. Ain't no hoodies allowed. Ain't no relaxed pants allowed. Ain't no shoes allowed. Yeah. And you like, um, I gotta dress up for this. Now you don't know if you want to come eat with me. <laughs> we go, I'm gonna try to go to a different restaurant. <laughs> right, you gonna say, I'm gonna go to a different restaurant because the food is, is it this popping? Did I gotta do all of this? I gotta yeah. put on hard bottoms and slacks. And I gotta go through this much struggle just to get into the- change this much just to get in here yeah. to eat. Is the food that good? Mm -hmm. <laughs> don't that sound like the things we go through as a Christian yeah we don't even like going to a or church or the fruit that good <laughs> yeah we don't even like going to a church where they tell us the dress code yeah do you know what I'm saying I'm not even talking about the dress code like you gotta wear one of the things about our church is like hey you wear what you want come as you are but that's not even true like you can put on anything on your body but you need to dress a certain way in your mind yeah. You need to prepare yourself a certain way to be pleasing to God. That's why I loved when he used the, the parable about the wedding. He said he invited all these people. They didn't show up. They didn't want to come where. Yeah. They didn't want to come in. Then he said, well, just go put an open invitation to anybody. The bums, the, just anybody in the and street. They'll come. And they'll come. Right. They came. You would think that was the end of the story. You'd think that's happy and like, <laughs> hey man, that's us. He made an opportunity for us to come. But he said some people came to the party, but they weren't dressed for it. Yeah. So he had to tell them they couldn't come in. Now, I remember when I was preaching this scripture, 
and I was in my feelings a little bit thinking about it. I'm like, bro, I didn't even ask to come. You invited me and then I come as I am and you tell me. You're not fit. <laughs> you're not fit. It's a weird feeling, right? Mm. Everybody keep telling us, Jesus wants you. Come on in. Come on in. But then he say, oh, stop right there. You come in, but you need to change. You need to dress for the occasion. And I'll know that you want to be in here because you did your part. I did my part by inviting you. Never had to invite you. Mm -hmm. But now that I invited you, you got to do your part. And that's what? Change. Change. Wow. Yeah. So, and yeah. people think that most of... That God was the change. Like, I got to do my part. I got to come in. I'm, I want to come in so I can get change. And then you have a God that's telling you, no, you get change so you can come. Yeah. Why? Because all the good stuff is in why would he let you in with the promise that you're going to change? <laughs> like, like, just you know, I like change your clothes right here in my bag. Just let me in. Just let me in. Because, you know, <laughs> once you get in, you in. And yeah. you get everything that involves with being what? In. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Right. I have to change before I even become new. <laughs> right? Yeah. I have to change my perspective before I ever even get to change my mind. Right. That's what you did. Right. So you got to know what part of the process you in. You said a year ago, I changed my, my clothes so I can change my mind. No, I changed my perspective. You changed your perspective so you can change your mind. Yeah. A year ago, you decided to do your part so you can get what? In. in. Now you spending your time trying to do what? Stay, Stay in. in. Yeah. Even though it's people inviting you. <laughs> it's people telling you. Inviting me like, to other weddings. <laughs> Where you been, bro? Like, I haven't heard from you. I haven't seen you. I haven't. I'm talking about people who see you every day. Yeah. I'm going to call you out of the place you decided to be what? Yeah. In. Right. It's a struggle. That's the, that's the new struggle. <laughs> right? Shout out to Philip. He, he, he is my brother. There, I have to, I have a responsibility to him to call him in and help him stay in. Mm -hmm. There are other people who are just as close to him in his life who are trying to call him out. Oh. Right? Just as close to him. Right. Just as close to him, if not closer. Right. Trying to call him out. Oh. There are people that are with you. Some of the people who will call you in Today might be the people that call you out tomorrow. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? It's not yeah. even a black and white thing where I could be like, you're the enemy, you're the enemy, you're not the enemy, you're not the enemy. Uncle Forrest, you're not the enemy. No, there may be times where I move outside of God, which means that I'm moving as the old creature and I might call you out. Yeah. Air, I'm out here, I'm out here. No. Right. I nobody it doesn't matter who i'm always trying to explain right. that to you it don't matter who it doesn't matter who why because you it's hard for you as a young man it was hard for me too to see people in a wrong way and we fight hard not to see people in the wrong way because anybody who moves into that perspective of being wrong to us they locked in there the same way people who we see as good be locked in there yeah until they disappoint us, and then over a few disappointments, all of a sudden we like, yo, you not for me no more. Put you over there. Yeah. Now you stay over there. 
Now you pull your briefcase out, not to absolve them, but to convict them. It switches. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that that's the awareness that comes in by finding out which, which part is for you. Yeah. The which only part, part that's yeah. for me is God. Right. And anybody who is in is for, for me. me. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> is there a scripture to go with that? Absolutely. Jesus' mother was outside. And somebody came and told him, your mother is where? Outside. outside. They were saying that so that he would understand his mother is what? Outside. outside. But he said, who is my mother? He said, aha, y'all <laughs> thought y'all could trip me up. I don't care who's outside. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then he went ahead and flipped and got, gave them a, a parable to this thing. And he said, my mother and my f brother are those who do the what? Well, Will of God. God. So basically he said, whoever's in here is for me. Whoever's out there mm -hmm. is not for me. That's also in the scripture when his parents were looking for him. Absolutely. And he was like, I'm about was, my father's, father's business. business. Yeah. He's creating this distinction. Nothing hurts a stepfather or stepmother's feelings more than you saying, so, that's, you're not my mom, you're, you're not, not my, my dad. mom, you're yeah. not my dad. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, those were his stepparents. Yeah. You know, to his real father, which is God. Yeah. So at this time, he's like, you're not my dad. <laughs> you, know what I'm you know what I'm saying? Like at that yeah. time, he's saying that to them. So much so that it wasn't something that Mary took lightly. It says that Mary took and pondered these things. Why did they make sure she said that in the scripture to us? Why? Because these are things that need to be what? Considered. Okay. They need to be pondered. Hey, Mama Sue, my dad Earl, my sister, who are they? Every day you gotta ask yourself that. All right. Every day. Who's, uncle, my aunt. <laughs> who's everybody. Uncle Force? He ain't my uncle if he not in. Right. I'm not his nephew if I'm not in. What makes us a part of each other is who, where we're at. And that can change any day. Any right. day. The reason why I share things with you and I repeat them is because you might have had an understanding yesterday and that been enough to keep you in the house. But tomorrow you is need a another day. thing. I need another thing to remind you to stay in, in the house. house. <laughs> stay in the house. <laughs> right. You want to know how hard it is to stay in the house? It's this hard. You got Noah. These people never seen it rain. He's telling them it's going to rain. He's saying it's going to rain and they never mm -hmm. seen rain, bro. You yeah. know what I mean? To that magnitude. To that magnitude. Yeah. They never seen the rain become more than just a blessing to a country in a, a period where droughts were constant, periods of no rain, never enough rain to even source. We didn't even know we get a consistent crop. Yeah. Now you're telling me it's going to be so much rain that it is not a blessing to us. Now it's a disaster to us. And they're like, nah, not in this area. That's, it would literally be if I said it's going to be a two-foot blizzard in Los Angeles. They wouldn't believe you. they still be wearing it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, they've seen snow in LA. Right. They ain't seen no blizzard. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They've seen uh, little flurries here and there in Florida. They ain't seen no two-foot snow in blizzard. Right. Right? That's why the Texas thing is crazy, too. Even that. 
it's kind of crazy, but that still was no blizzard. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? It was unprecedented temperatures, unprecedented snow and hell, right? Mm -hmm. And ice. But it wasn't no blizzard. Yeah. And all of a sudden, when you see these things, then you become a believer. But do you have somebody telling you, no, you need to believe right now. To believe then is too late. Yeah. Why? When he showed up in Texas, were they prepared? Uh, no, they didn't even have houses that were heated and insulated to keep heat in. Yeah. It's too hot. We got houses prepared for what? The heat. The heat. <laughs> we got houses prepared for cold. Yeah. These bodies, they're not prepared for, for God. Right. We got to be working to prepare for Got to be working and preparing. We got to retrofit them. Yeah. <laughs> retrofit is cool because it's like you take something that's already created and you add elements to it to make it fit it for something else. Yeah. So I was interviewing this, this client. He was talking about the, this foundation gave them money so they can retrofit minivans. And I'm like, what you mean retrofit minivans? What do you have to do to the minivans? He was like, well... We want to deliver food to people and we want to help deliver even vaccines. So we need to refrigerate it. Vans. <laughs> vaccines have to be refrigerated. Oh, yeah. But I mean, I never heard of on right. the go vaccine. That's crazy. Right. No. So they're going to deliver it to the places it needs to be. Yeah. They're not bringing it to the people. They bring oh, it to, to the, the places. places. They know. want to be fitted, have the, these things prepared. So somebody gave them money to fit these vehicles with refrigeration systems so that they can keep food cold. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That is what God has done. He's provided us with opportunity to retrofit our lives to prepare for what is to come. <laughs> yeah. Right? Right. Because we're not heaven ready. Right. You know what I'm saying? We're not right. even struggle ready. Yeah, we're not, we not struggle ready. We're not struggle ready. We're not heaven ready. We're not no ready. Because I think... Uh, That's why we get afraid, bro. Yeah. That's why we get afraid when, when things come up to us. When we in positions where we don't know what's, what's next. Even yeah. at your young age, you like, yo, I don't know what the future holds for me. Yo, just the thought of my parents not being here. The thought of me losing them. The thought of me losing my siblings. Oh, that seems too much. Let you know we not ready. Right. We gotta get ready. Yeah. Gotta be ready. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's the only way you actually handle things is when you get a handle on them. Right. I considered that a lot. Like, how would I have to approach life differently if something like that was to happen? Like, I think about that, and I'm yeah. like, how would I actually? I would have to know that it's not over. But that's the hardest part is trying to actually say that, but not actually being in that situation. Because yeah. you could say it and be like, you know, I'll be straight, but you don't know until And people you, like telling us, yeah, like you won't know what it's like until you go through it. Exactly. But I, I know how to prepare for it. Right. Because I know that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Because I'd rather have considered it beforehand. So yeah. I know if it happens that it's like I'm ready for it. So let's, I, let's use that as an example. Right. Because there's probably somebody listening saying, how can you prepare for the untimely demise of someone? Yeah. And not just them dying, but maybe even dying in a way that was sudden, horrific, tragic, yeah. all of that. How can you prepare for that? 
Well, the only way you could prepare for it is that you understand that whole Noah thing. Mm -hmm. He told them the rain is coming. Even if they believed him, yeah. that's not enough for Noah. Because right. what was he saying? The rain's coming, so I'm building. Yeah. So whatever is whatever is done, while the time when the rain comes, whatever is here when I'm done building, that's what's gonna have to keep me. Right. So not only am I building, you can help me build, or you can make sure that you get in here when the time comes. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? But I doubt that he was gonna let people come in who didn't help what? Build. Build. Ooh. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So what are we building to prepare for death? Not just our death. Right. But the death of those around us. Right. This is not just questions I'm asking you. This is questions I ask myself. People say you're a know-it-all. I'm only a know-it-all because I think it all. Right. I seek it all. One of the things that we got to understand as young people, we love to play hide and seek. But which part did we like more than, than anything? Hide. <laughs> Bingo. New <laughs> hospital. People say, let's play hide and seek. But the only part that people really enjoy is the what? Hide. It's the most fun. <laughs> you go find a spot. How can you get so much fun by doing so little? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. The fun part ain't the seeking. It's never is. It never, it never is. <laughs> yeah. So then Noah comes and says, you can't hide from this ring. <laughs> you can only seek shelter. Right. Seeking takes the effort. But they was having fun hiding. I loved hiding. I was a lazy person, so <laughs> I'd go get me a good hiding space and I just chill there. Sometimes they couldn't even find me. I just stayed there. People stopped looking and everything. I just liked it. I just yeah, loved I the whole thing too. of hiding. I loved the whole thing that life that did and I had to deal with that as an adult. I wanted to hide hmm. from everything. People talk about grieving and stuff like that. Well, really what you like doing is you wasn't prepared for this. You put no thought into this. And every time something hard comes in your life, you hide it from it. And if you can't find a good hiding space and they keep finding you, it don't stop you. You just keep looking for what? Another hiding Another space. Spot. Whether you hide in a bottle, whether you hide in a bed, whether you hide in people, whether you hide in places, whether you hide in things, you still Hiding. Yeah. Either way. You're hiding from that thing until that you That thing, that thing, that, that thing. thing. <laughs> you're hiding from it. Yeah. But you're never seeking it. Yeah. Never seeking it. I'm seeking out that thing. Mm -hmm. The thing that I'm supposed to be afraid of is the thing I'm supposed to seek because I need to prepare for it. Right. I need to know it. I need to study it. I think about death and I haven't had that much death in my life. Right. But I think about, oh, I don't want to think about my parents dying. I don't want to think about my family. Like, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> I don't even want to put that in the atmosphere. Well, how can you put in the atmosphere what's already ingrained in the atmosphere? Yeah. Literally. You know what I mean? People die a day? Right. No, do you know? Mm, millions? Is it millions or thousands? It's not millions. It's in the thousands. And just America? In America, yes. It's oh, you're talking about on the world. Averages, in America, it's about five to 7,000 people die a day. Oh, okay. Right? In the world, they say about 40,000 people. 
Oh, okay. It's not that much. Yeah. I thought. You talking about that's not that well, much. Well, that is a lot, but I it's, thought, seven, it's, it's like, what, 7 billion people seven in the world? Billion, right. billion I thought people that was really like crazy something. There's 7 billion people in the world. 40,000 die every day. Right. That's it's still a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. It's a lot of people, especially if one of those people are the people that you know. <laughs> that you yeah. know. And you yeah. care yeah. about. Yeah, you know, that is a lot. That's a lot. And so you think about this. People are dying every single day. We ain't crying about it. Because yeah, we ain't dead yet. Because we ain't dead yet, and it ain't nobody we, we know. know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it will be. Right. And this is the crazy thing. We talking about things that are inevitable. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I used to be so afraid of failure, bro. And I thought, for one crazy moment, I actually thought the only reason I was failing is because I wasn't seeking God. And that wasn't true? That's not true. That wasn't true. You know, you're right. It wasn't because it's people that's successful. Now. Well, it's people that's successful in the regard that we're talking about. Yeah, I was talking about failing just from a professional standpoint. Right. Those people that are even successful will tell you that they've done what? Errol? Fail. Fail. Yeah. Failing is inevitable. Right. I'm working on a project right now. I'm very worried about failing <laughs> because I recently had a failure. Right. So it's on the front of my mind. But the reality is, bro, is that that wasn't my last failure. It wasn't my first, and it won't, won't be, be my last. last. Yeah. I am better for preparing for failure more than I am for preparing not to. Right. You're prepared to take the steps because Noah wasn't thinking, maybe what if I, the, the uh, ring get too much for my uh, little... Yacht boat, whatever it's called. Now, all, he had to do, all he had to do is follow the instructions. And prepare. God didn't give him instructions on how to not get wet. Yeah. He gave him instructions on how to survive getting wet. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He didn't say, if you do this, you won't feel one and raindrop. That's like uh, when we admit, when you make the transition from uh, either from the world to Christ and you're trying to be in Christ, it's not a answer on solution or how to not go through stuff or go through struggles yeah yeah but it's not how to get overtaken by those struggles kind of right. like Noah didn't get overtaken by the that's all it is i'm gonna see those struggles bro. right that's why i love what we were talking about when we were saying what type of struggles is it that i'm free from right um we talked about those but then we didn't talk about the ones that we're not free from right the ones we're not free from is the inevitabilities of life there are things that are inevitable. Death is inevitable. Mm -hmm. Health failing is inevitable. Yeah. Even for the people who eat right and take care of themselves. But we should do what? Eat right, right and take, take care, care of, of ourselves. We should. Because we don't need to add to what is already inevitable. inevitable. Mm -hmm. That's what Jesus was saying when he said, don't be anxious for nothing. Don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow has, has troubles of, of its, its own. Yeah. own. Face the problems as you, you or they arise. Yeah. But you need to prepare to face what? The problem. problems. He, ain't that crazy? Yeah. Like he encouraging them not to be anxious, but telling them that there's problems on the horizon. Because you got to know it's there, but you don't got <laughs> But you got to prepare today. He said, so don't be anxious, yeah. prepare. See, people look at that scripture wrong. They be like, bro. I'm not going to worry. God said, don't worry. <laughs> Hold on just a second. Yeah. He told you, don't worry. He didn't tell you to put, take no thought. 
mm-hmm. in that way. He did say take no thought, right. but he didn't tell you to take no thought. Yeah. He told you take no thought, but he didn't tell you take no thought. Yeah. I'm going to say it again. I know it's going to sound like... I get it. I get it. I get it. I, he told you take no thought, but he didn't tell you to take no thought. And that was like when we were talking about people are trying to choose what they want to do with their life. Yes. It's like you're saying, he going to lead me, but you're not preparing yourself to be led. You're not preparing yourself to actually consider and think about and ponder just, these things. He's just another homeboy. Yeah. A smart friend that you can go check on and get his opinion on stuff. Right. That's how people treat God. I don't want you to treat God that way. <laughs> yeah. Where you think about stuff and if you come to a decision that you don't know enough to make a decision, then you go to God. Yeah. He said, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all these things will be added yeah, unto you. He's like... Hey, I need you to prepare yourself by seeking me. Don't hide in those things. Seek me. Yeah. Don't seek those things. Seek me. You can't even hide in me until you seek me. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's like, you, can't, you can't hide in me until you, you got to seek first. You got to seek first. It's always going to be seek first. Seek yeah. first. Seek first. Right. The kingdom. All these things will be added unto you. What are those things that he was talking about? The things of the spirit, the things they desire. Yeah, you, you know think you think the things we desire will be? You're saying the things we could desire will be added unto us. <laughs> or remember, you told yeah, me it was the things we, that are good, that are needed, that you need for you. Yes, Th- because the there's thing. there's these innate things we used. Uh, we look at that word desire. Um, it's used in a very blanket way yeah. by translation purposes. Hmm. But the reality is, is that there's a difference between what you innately desire as a human and what you desire out of a need. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you need water? Yeah. If you didn't have water, you would desire it, right? Yeah. If you didn't have water, you would desire it over even your baser instincts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If a person's dying of thirst, they're not walking around with an erection like, yo, there's <laughs> the bad girls there. <laughs> right. Jesus after dark. That's <laughs> all good. Did you hit it? I mean, it's not, it's not all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but you know what I'm saying? Like, mm. their desires Let's change, yeah. change based on their need. Yeah. So that's why it's tricky, too. Because literally, I try to separate desire from need, but it's tricky because... It changes. I desire what I need mm-hmm. and my needs ain't always right because right. my mind ain't always right mm-hmm. <laughs> so people will say they need something they don't need you know that as a kid right. as a kid the day before school started i would be like i'm gonna be in trouble my parents took me to the store they got me these bugle boy jeans they got me these bugle boy shirts were those ugly they weren't ugly. I don't Honestly, know what they were. It's like Levi's, all oh, that right. stuff. Oh, the only thing, it looked like all of the same stuff. Right. The only thing is, it just wasn't labeled in an appropriate way for me not to get destroyed. <laughs> oh, they clowned you because you wore the Oh, they absolutely. Wore. They clowned me for having that stuff on because it wasn't the stuff that they deemed to be acceptable. Right. Do you get what I'm saying? So you didn't have on no. Guess jeans. I'm old, so 
I know I guess you about guess and all of that stuff. I know guess you. Right. Cross colors at the time was big. So you're thinking about all of this stuff and I'm like, I need that stuff. Right. Do you think that I needed it because I was fashionable? Because honestly, I wasn't. I didn't care. I had no more cared about what I had on than the man in the moon. These people created a care in me. Mm-hmm. That why? wasn't even really there before. It wasn't really there because why? What did I care about? What those people thought. I cared about what they thought. Not even on the level of I care what they thought because I cared about them. I care what they thought because of what they did to you. me. Everything was out of self-preservation. Mm. So because I cared about not getting made fun of, I cared about what they thought. That means I cared about what I wore, which means I needed some guest jeans. And the more you grow, it's supposed to be getting rid of our self-preservation because it don't, it don't profit us nothing. Either. Right. So the, the idea of wanting to be comfortable mm-hmm. creates a need it causes us to desire the wrong things. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I just want to be comfortable. Right.